You're listening to The Patchwork Girl and Friends. I'm Kendra, and I love having interesting conversations with my friends about art, media, life, the universe, and everything. And that is what this podcast is all about. Welcome back to my good friend, Rebecca. Hi, happy to be here. Today we're talking about Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which is the new version of Jumanji, came out around 2017, I think. Yes, I suppose we're not legally allowed to sing said song while discussing it. We'll we'll, we'll skate past that. (laughs) And uh, Rebecca, would you like to give a quick plot overview for anyone who may not have watched this one? Man, I feel like Jumanji is so iconic, you try to explain it. I mean, you know, the basic premise was originally that you had this game that when people played it, the game came to life. And it was like a survival type game with some fantasy-ish elements. Would you call it fantasy? Like speculative fiction. Speculative fiction elements. And um, so in the new version, they decided to make the game a video game. So you have a group of high school students who find this ancient video game and try to play it and wind up getting sucked into the world of this game, which is like a very jungly, adventurous, not Indiana Jones flavored, but kind of Indiana Jones flavored sometimes, um, adventure story that they are now playing as the avatar characters from the game. And they have to, you know, recover the MacGuffin, put the MacGuffin where the MacGuffin needs to be, defeat the bad guy, and then they can finally leave. But the twist is that if you die in the game, you die. Uh, so they only have three lives each, and it gets quite intense, especially since they're a group of high schoolers working out their stuff as basically action heroes. Well, I don't know if you can call all of them action heroes. Would you call all of them action heroes? <laughs> as definitely video game heroes, I would say. Okay. Because, you know, when you... Um... I'm thinking of one of my favorite video games, which is Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. And you have a group of characters and you can choose which ones to take with you sometimes. And each one has different skills and like some are better at fighting and some are better at doing like spy work or talking to people. So I feel like in that sense, yes, Yamanji yes. is, a, is a good group of video game characters that have different strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, in in this particular one, they actually managed to pull in some interesting personal growth moments, which I was not expecting for a movie about high schoolers in a video game. You know, (laughs) I went in with pretty low expectations and I was really pleased. Like I owned I I, I owned it enough to like it. I liked it enough to own it. Um, And for me, that's a granted, I'm a bit of a collector, but that was it was still definitely worth investing in. So what you said you went in with very low expectations. What were those? And then what surprised you enough to make you want to own it? I've been trying to remember that actually, since we talked about doing this podcast, I had to text a friend and get some data from her. Um, Cause it's been what, how many years since it came out? We figured this it's out been a couple years. <laughs> it's been a while. It feels like it's been forever. And so I had to ask her like, did I see this with you first? Or did I see these? What did I do? And I actually went to see this one in theaters first, and I took my younger sister and my dad, and we went, and I was feeling splurgy that day, and I got this, um, it was the AMC theaters had the giant Bavarian pretzel, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to have it, 
while watching this movie. And we order this pretzel. And this pretzel turns out to be the size of a pizza. Wow. It's like a two to three inch thick soft crust pretzel. And so we're all tucked up in the back of the theater sharing this pretzel out of the box on my lap. And I remember being super nervous because I I knew the movie was going to be entertaining, but I didn't know how entertaining it was going to be. And I had my dad there and you know my dad, you, there's a standard there's a standard of movies to be reached. Um, but we all three of us wound up laughing our heads off the entire film. And there was something magical about we actually we missed the very beginning. We missed the there's an opening shot where a jogger's running along the beach and finds the original game. And then when mm-hmm. he takes it home, it turns into the video game. Like it's a learning mm-hmm. game, it's a smart game, it's all that. We actually missed that piece. You know me, I was having a conniption fit because we missed the opening of the movie. But we got in there, we got to the back. We could still track with what was going on. And the humor hit just the way I needed it to hit. It was really a very pretty movie. Like, I don't I don't really think about these kinds of movies as being pretty, but they did a good job with their work, giving it the video game flavor. And yeah, by the time I went home, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I, I need this movie. I need this movie in my life. Hey, let's talk about the fact that it's a video game. Yes. Um, Hollywood is infamous for having bad movies based off of video games. <laughs> and most of the time, those are trying to take a video game and turn it into a story mm-hmm. and a, a straight up movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Jumanji is trying to portray what it is like to be in a video game as a movie. And there, uh, I was thinking, have you seen Ready Player One? I haven't. I think, I honestly, I think the only other like video game movie I've seen is actually Tron, if we can count that as a video game well, movie. Well, yeah, we can, we can kind of count we, that. Yeah. Right. yeah Which is sure. And I feel like Jumanji did a good job of let's play with the fun of having normal people actually in a video game and give the nerdiest weakest guy the biggest buffest body and all the knowledge about how video games work and watch everyone else figure it out i just want to make a a little statement because i saw ready player one which takes place in kind of like the metaverse type world where everyone just sits at home and connects through yeah, the metaverse, basically. Mm. And I was kind of critical of that movie because I feel like whoever made it didn't really play video games. Oh. Because some of the mechanics of how people are shown to be doing it and how it actually works and all this stuff just doesn't mesh. Hmm. And I do realize it is it is hard to portray that on film. And I feel like Ready Player One did not do a great job. And Jumanji did a really great job. And I thought maybe mm-hmm. we could geek out a little bit about mm-hmm. some of those elements. Because you've, you've played a couple of video games. What would you say are, are the, the key things about Jumanji that really hit the, ah, yes, that, you, you know what's going on in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, for one, this is a tiny detail. I get excited about tiny details. But I loved that they took the time to set up that the the one kid as the main character played the classic old fighter style arcade games on his computer 
Um, because then they effortlessly tie that back in later when he winds up being the big buff guy. The freaking out, the way the way they knew to play with respawn points, what made me uh, exceptionally you, happy. Okay, detail that a little bit. I'm a little confused. What do you mean by respawn points? Uh, uh, like where the respawns happen when they would lose. Like they learned very early on that when someone acts, dies in the game, they respawn from a great height and they drop in. And then they use that at the climax as a way to move one of the characters all the way up to where it needs to be. I'm sorry. I, I do play video games, but I, I don't speak all the jargon. You said respawn, and I heard respond. So for oh, any of oh, those oh. people who are like <laughs> me, respawning in a yes. video game is when you back. die and you come back to life to do it again. <laughs> yes. 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 And you're and- correct. That was a very fun touch. Right. And I feel like even though I am nowhere near the um, Monkey Island level player that you are, um, a lot of the puzzles that they decided to put into this game, like the ways to beat the levels felt insanely annoying to me as a human, which means they were perfect for video games where it's like, this makes no sense. What do you mean there's a school bus option to get across the ravine? Like, come on, guys, there's a (laughs) helicopter. Use the dang helicopter, not the bus. Now, Monkey Island is actually an adventure game, which is quite different than what this kind of game is doing. And so something that because like Monkey Island is a a streamlined, you never die, for one. Gotcha. But you're using, you're you're solving puzzles with more obscure pieces to move the story forward. But I feel like a lot of current games like rpgs do that too something but something to me that definitely spoke of an rpg that i really liked was when npcs and again for non-gamer people that means uh and they even say it in the movie uh, a (laughs) non-player character so that that's someone that's just a, a character in the game who's there to help you do something. And anyone who has played games like yes. this knows that they have a limited dialogue option. So you, <laughs> you can't talk to them about everything. You talk to them about the one thing that they're supposed to give you information for. And if you you reach the end of what they can say, they just start repeating themselves. And that <laughs> happens twice in Jumanji and I I really like that and I feel like to me that really gave a good we're in a video game flavor and I I feel like that it was acted really well and how they how they as as people are responding to these characters that just keep saying the same thing over and over was pretty funny yes well and them figuring out how to sort of use their own personal controls Mm-hmm. Um, with the jumping and the the running and the different skill sets uh, was very entertaining. Especially, I don't know about you, but I really, I I really sympathize with the struggle of the kind of hidden skill menu. And, <laughs> like you're in the middle of the game and you're like, which button do I hit to find out what I can do? What are my options? Someone just show me. Yes, yes. And I, was, yeah. <laughs> and I would say if, if even if the person wanting to watch Jumanji hasn't seen the, the new version, hasn't, isn't as familiar with video games. They seem, I thought, to do a pretty good job of breaking down the concepts to where you would still enjoy it. Like it, they will still walk you through and you'll still get quite a bit of the humor 
even if some of the nuance doesn't jump out at you right away. I agree. And I, I think that really speaks well of the filmmakers. Yes. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we can all just appreciate Jack Black's performance. All of, all of the grown actors acting as the high schoolers was fire. They were so good. I feel like this would be a dream job for an actor. And oh my goodness. I think part of the enjoyment is it feels like they are having so much fun being in this movie. Yes. You can't help but have fun <laughs> with them. And that was a question I wanted to ask. Do you think they pull it off? The adult actors pull off being awkward teenagers. 100%. 100%. And I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't like Kevin Hart. I don't really think of him as a teenager, but what he's doing fits exactly like it, it's, it's seamless. It is. In fact, I won't throw spoilers for the second one in, but uh, a direction they chose to go at the beginning of the second movie had me really worried for a while until they fixed it because these characters were just so good at playing their high school counterparts. Yes. Especially the, I mean, the comedic choice to have Jack Black play a teenage girl. <laughs> and not just any teenage girl. The Insta, the Instagram, the prettiest girl in the room and knows it. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yes, and, and I especially liked how the stereotypical kick-ass female character is played by this quiet thoughtful girl and like she's kind of embarrassed that her clothes are really revealing and uh <laughs> I thought that was a fun twist as well because I mean, the whole I, can, can we can we teach her how to flirt so she can get us past this level mm -hmm. is such a good scene and she's really um sweet and I I liked that because I'm not a huge fan of the kick-ass woman with no emotions so mm -hmm. I felt mm -hmm. like that was a nice twist it's very good dimension. I came into the movie expecting this little fluffy, you know, all the jokes were in the trailer. I'm just going to be here and there's going to be some, you know, a laugh every once in a while. Like, this is really well done. Now, what would you say are some of those deeper elements then? Uh, well, you've got, well, again, some of it, uh, I, honestly, some of it uh, transfers over into the second one. But the they don't go into it as deeply in the first one, but the way the main character works through a lot of his personal issues and struggles in the game and then carries it with him out of the game. But then they have the sensitivity to know for the second one that he isn't fixed. Like this, this adventure did not cure what ailed him. And he, he slides back a little bit and we got to go in as friends and get him and fix it again. And it's, it's a very, I feel there's a lot of threads of, Video games get a bad rap for being escapist sometimes, although I'm hearing that less and less, which I'm very, very happy about. But I feel like a lot of people overlook that you can work stuff out while playing a video game, even if it's just the hit of satisfaction of something is going right right now in this in this game here. Like I crushed that level. I might not have been able to finish my homework, but I crushed that level like it's a very important tool. And they managed to hand us that in a comedy packaging, um, which I find fascinating. And then him working through um, the initial phases of a crush and how to deal with that. And then of course her working through, I am, this is my perception of me 
and it's being challenged. Am I going to accept a new version of me or am I going to switch back? And then, of course, you have the big sports guy who is now the little teeny tiny cartographer and having big feelings about that and finding out that just because you're large in the real world doesn't mean you can still carry that attitude, you know? (laughs) And then, of course, the Instagram girl becoming a well-rounded and still gorgeous person makes me really happy. And now it's time for Random Recommendations. Random Recommendation. Complete segue over to the side. (laughs) I have been enjoying some of the original um, sketch comic. I don't know. What would you call it when it's like a one panel? It's like one image. Is it a cartoon then? Gosh. Anyway, um, if you have heard of the Addams Family, which I'm imagining you have, they're the movies which were inspired by the original TV show, which were actually inspired by the single panel, black and white ink drawing, humorous drawings of Charles Adams. And it's really fun going back and looking at some of his early work because you can see bits of the Adams family. It's just, it's very dark humor. It's very quirky humor. Some of it is questionably appropriate. So, you know, be an adult, figure it out for yourself. One of the books is like a comic style that is set up to look like a cookbook, but it's like very dark, macabre jokes about cooking. It's, it's just, it's a whole thing. Anyway, <clears throat> I recommend that. So you've been mentioning quite a bit the sequel and how you see these movies as kind of a, not just one and two, but as a continuing story, which is a good thing for a sequel. I have not seen the sequel in a while. It didn't catch me as much as the first one did. Can you give us maybe a little bit into the sequel and how... Um, how some of those those threads run through. So you see this as like a more complete story with both of the movies. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, actually a lot of people didn't like the sequel as much. Uh, my dad, for one. Um, I think it was one of those where it's, the movie just hit me at the right time. So I have more of an emotional attachment to it than like a clinical, this was a good or bad movie. For me, I wound up seeing it. It's actually called Jumanji The Next Level. And I actually saw it right around a time when as a person, I was in the process of leveling up. And so sitting down to watch the sequel, which begins with supposedly they had destroyed the Jumanji game at the end of the first one. However, Spencer, the main kid, had actually taken the pieces of it home with him. Um, and this is the this is the kid with the allergies who struggles with high school and is trying to figure out his first crush and working his first relationship, working all this hard stuff through. And so when the second movie begins, he is really struggling and he's struggling with isolation from his friend group, um, perceived or real. The movie's not as clear about that, um, but he's very clearly withdrawing and chooses instead of continuing the the fight of his daily life having to work in a dead-end job barely seeing his friends um the stress of stuff he chooses to go back into the video game instead of showing up for a friend's brunch that he was supposed to show up for um and then his friends once they figure that out they wind up going in after him but of course it goes slightly wrong and the game leaves one of them behind and instead pulls in Spencer's grandfather played by Danny DeVito, which is hilarious and 
the father the grandfather's friend into the video game and then you have two old guys trying to figure out how the video game and that is hilarious <laughs> and everyone's in the wrong body and i can't handle it but <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of body swapping because it's some of so the much. characters from the first movie end up in different avatars than before which is kind of fun but then we liked them Yes. As their original persona. Yeah, yes. I'm with they you. eventually find, you know, the glitch water that lets them swap back and it's all better. But there's a while where you're like, Danny DeVito should not be The Rock. Although The Rock does an amazing job acting like Danny DeVito. It's slightly terrifying. <laughs> anyway, so the point for me, the point was watching it and being like, okay, so the in-game plot is a little stupid. You've got, you know, the barbarians moving in and taking over Jumanji and we have to go defeat him and we defeat him by smushing a fruit on him. Like, what? But for me, the, the push of the story is Spencer got a lot of help the first movie, but he couldn't quite... There's no non-negative sounding way to say this. We need better language surrounding mental health issues. But it got to be too much for him again. And so he went back in and his friends chose to go back in with him into a situation where people could die. They're like, no, we're coming in to get you. We're going to finish the game. We're going to get you back out. We're going to try this again. And that to me was very poignant and very mm -hmm. important just mm -hmm. as, as humans. Um, and then there's this through thread of what do relationships look like as time passes? Because the kids are having to reassess a little bit what life is going to look like for them after high school and moving forward. And then we have the grandparents uh, or the grandparent and his friend hashing through a, a break in their friendship and what that looks like for them after so many years. And is it repairable? Is it not repairable? How are we going to end this? It was just some very, some very interesting threads to choose. They could have made a movie that was literally just, we're back in now. Like, whoops, mm -hmm. something happened. We're back in. We have to defeat the next level. But they decided to put in, like, the next level as humans as well as the next level of the game. And I really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Plus yes. Aquafina. I mean, you know. <laughs> she is pretty fantastic. Yes. So what are some favorite moments from either movie? Just fun things that you're like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, it's hard to narrow it down. I mean, as I, as I mentioned before, um, Jack Black as the Instagram girl teaching... The shy girl. What's the actress's name? I should know her name. I don't know. Oh, she's been in other stuff too. And now I'm embarrassed. Anyway, uh, teaching her, attempting to download a year's worth of flirtation lessons, uh, it, channeling through Jack Black is the funniest <laughs> thing. And then, of course, it doesn't work, but then they wind up doing this dance fighting situation that's even better with uh, a really fun song that I like to listen to sometimes just for the kicks and giggles of it. Oh, we never talked about Nick Jonas randomly appearing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, we can I'm talk about that. I'm still not like, why? How? What? I mm. took me until the credit scene to mm -hmm. figure out who he was because <sighs> he looked so familiar because I confession here. I actually really appreciate the, um, 
concert version of the 25th anniversary of Les Mis. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. he play he plays Marius in it. So it's and that that's the only reason I really know what Nick Jonas <laughs> looks like is because I watched Les Mis a lot. Well, I, I anyway, he does a good I, job. He's great in it, but it he's was like, great. wow, this guy is great, and I feel like I've seen him before. And then at the end, I was like, oh, <laughs> random. Well, speaking of random, that whole section where they're like, oh, by the way, there's an unfinished level down here. Just let's take a shortcut through all these half-built puzzles. Um, felt very on brand for video creation, video game creation. <laughs> Did you have some favorite parts? I really do like the part where um, one of the characters knows that their weakness is cake. Yes. And then is given cake ah! and just eats it and then and is really worried and, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. And you as the audience member don't know what's going to happen. And then he just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that, that was just so random and goofy. Uh... I loved it. <laughs> I also really liked how they handled the whole situation with a kid from an earlier generation getting sucked in because um, I don't particularly like the original Jumanji. It it scared me and I have watched it as an, it scared me as a kid and as an adult, I have rewatched it and I still don't really like it because even the ending is really dark because a kid gets sucked into the jungle for many, many years and becomes Robin Williams. And then when a, a later generation starts playing the game, he comes back. But when they finish the game, nothing really changes. And there's this insinuation that the game is going to get someone else. Mm-hmm. And that was just really like him having to deal with the fact that his parents had died and like oh gosh spent like time you know they didn't know what had happened to him and all this stuff like it was really dark and i liked that they had so much hope in this new one because the same thing happens but at the end, everything resets and you find out he got sent back to his own time yes. and history has rewritten itself into he grew up and had a family and he has a great relationship with his parents and everything's okay. And yeah. that was just such a relief because I, I don't think the original writers intended it to be super dark, but just mm. because of how it happened, it it ended up being dark. So I, to me... The, this new Jumanji is just so much more lighthearted and just fun and not yes. scary and traumatizing. <laughs> yes. Well, Do we know how the original was marketed? Was it marketed as a comedy? I assume it was a drama. It was marketed as a children's movie. Uh, well, there you go. That's a whole um, other discussion but, right there. But, but movies at that time, that, that was a particular time and a particular <laughs> way of doing things. This is, um, I'm, I think it even came out after the whole PG-13 rating had been established. Mm. But there was early 90s, I think it was early 90s, early 90s movies were kind of that way. So, mm. again, and- I don't, it wasn't intended to be. It just was it just was yeah i uh i never saw it because um there was one morning as a kid this would have been 
I would have been under 10 years old. I remember coming down to breakfast and my parents were laughing really hard. And it's like, what's up? What's up? And they had apparently watched Jumanji the night before and been traumatized. Uh, And then that morning, mom had gone out to the front porch to water the hanging plants. And when she had put the watering can in the plant, a pigeon had flown out in her face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In the original, the first thing that happens is this kid disappears in front of this little girl. And then just swarms of bats happen. And it's... It's unnerving, to say the least. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yes. Anyway, but at that point, I was like, that's funny, but I'm also never going to watch this movie. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, I'm sure there are lots of people who really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, for its time, there is a lot of really cool special effects and stuff. And the Mm. idea, I mean, I saw it and the idea stuck with me. It is Mm -hmm. such a compelling idea. Mm. And that's why I'm so glad they redid it. I also was mm-hmm. not expecting much. And uh... Now, in the original, <laughs> did, did the game come out into the real world or was everything in the game? The game came out into the real world. Which is so, different than different. the video game version. And I wonder if yes. that's the piece that we needed to feel a little safer to explore the fun. I think so. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. And of course, at the end, they're like, let's have ostriches running down Main Street outside the diner. And I'm like, you're breaking your own rules. But, you know, it's a cute moment. We'll let it happen. When does that happen? At the very. Or always. Oh, oh, it's the it's, Sorry. That's the end of the second one. OK. I'm my sorry. Bad, my bad. It, <laughs> no, the, first one, the, the first one, they go back to school and they hear the yes. level up drums. Yes. Yes. But then they destroy it. Yes. And that that's another thing that I liked about this one is now it does come back in the sequel and we can talk about that in a minute, but I like how they really, really destroyed it. And it can't in in my mind, you know, from coming from that place of not really enjoying the open endedness of the original, it Mm -hmm. was really nice to be like, nope, this is, this is ending. Yep. 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 Well, that, it's, it's funny because as a viewer, you're like, oh, yeah, it's ending. And then as someone who has experience on the other side of movie production, you're also like, but if they want to make a sequel, they can definitely figure out a way to bring it back. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to happen. So would you be interested in more Chumanji movies? I don't know if they have any plans for it, but since you enjoyed the sequel, can you see them taking the story further? If so, where would you want it to go? I mean, I feel like if they wanted to, they could do, you know, this is essentially high school musical with the jungle. They could do (laughs) like, they could do like a college. I mean, there's no musical numbers, but they could definitely do a college age continuation if they wanted to I would worry about them running out of the meteor part of the story and being tempted to just make it we're gonna fight our way through I would also worry about why the heck the same group of kids keeps going back in Uh Um, but I would not really want to see a different set of kids turn into the same main in-game actors but I wouldn't want to see different actors it's it's a tough one it's a tough one Uh I think they could get away with one more Mm-hmm. And then at that point, we would all be like, come on. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca, for 
talking about a fun and fluffy movie because <laughs> it is very fun and also has some some real poignant moments that make yep. it more than just just a popcorn movie, which yes. makes it just a, a delightful movie. <laughs> Indeed. They nestle the poignancy into a lot of laughter and fun moments, which makes it really entertaining. And again, it every time I watch it, the actors just seem to be having the time of yes. their lives. <laughs> yes. And I yes. feel so happy that they could do that. And again, I just think it would be such a fascinating a job to pretend to be someone so completely different from you, mm-hmm. spe- like an, an a younger person, someone who doesn't have your physique, etc. Yeah. Et <laughs> is such a great idea. It was very, very good. Whoever, so give that person a raise. Whoever they are, they earned it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to The Patrick Girl and Friends. Make sure to check out the artwork I make for every episode on Instagram and Facebook. You can support The Patrick Girl and Friends by using the Anchor app. And you can also use the Anchor app to send me random quotes and recommendations that I can use in future episodes.